this evening from Titus chapter 3, beginning in verse 4. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but according to His mercy, through the water of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. This Spirit He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Reverend Eva Marie Hernan Campbell shared with our staff here at Boston Avenue a Be Kind button a few months ago. She said it was inspired by Henry James. Do you know the name Henry James? I really did not know much about him, but as I read about him, I learned that he was born in 1843 in New York City. He became one of the great writers of his generation, popular not only here in America, but also across Europe. He traveled extensively, wrote extensively, wrote novels, primarily known for his novels, but also wrote plays. In 1895, he debuted a new play that he was hoping would sort of be the pinnacle of his life's work. At the end of the play, the crowd applauded. He decided to come out on the stage after the curtain had dropped and the actors had received their applause, expecting that he would receive more applause. Instead, the crowd began to boo and hiss. Some who have written about him say he never recovered from that moment. But maybe because of that moment and the meanness he experienced and the hurt that it did to his heart and soul, He would become even more famous for a quote where he said, there are three important things in human life. One is to be kind. Two is to be kind. And three, you guessed it, is to be kind. I thought of that quote when I read this text for our time here this evening. This letter says, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. There's so many distorted images and complicated ideas about God. But wouldn't it be fantastic if everyone started with this idea or this image of God, of God being one who cared about our wholeness, our health, And it was sending us goodness and loving kindness. And so immersing us in that, that the world might be a place of goodness and loving kindness. When the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. I've been talking with my congregation this whole month about a recipe we get from these letters in the Christian Scriptures. 
and the pieces that we have been reading from these different letters give us a recipe for life and a recipe for love. I've been suggesting to them that they think about living their life by this recipe. The first passage we read, even if you haven't been here, I will catch you up on this recipe. You'll be able to follow this. It simply says, start with light. Start with light and love. Focus on God's love for you. That's the best place to start in life. Secondly, the recipe says, add encouragement. That if you open yourselves to God's love and light, you'll receive encouragement and then you'll be able to encourage others. The third step in the recipe said, include welcome. For as Christians, the letter said, we are welcomed by Christ and therefore we have this opportunity to welcome one another into the family of faith. And then yesterday we looked at a passage from Scripture that said we should mix all of this with grace and peace or God's unmerited love and favor for us and the peace or wholeness that comes from having that kind of relationship with God. I think when you look at that recipe and put it all together, what appears is just what our text suggests tonight is goodness and loving kindness in our own living and our own lives. It is a great recipe for life and all that God intends for us in our living. This letter of Titus goes on to say that all of this is possible because of what God's work is doing in our lives. This letter says God's work is merciful and that we can experience through the water of rebirth renewal by the Holy Spirit. In other words, God didn't only work one night long ago, but God continues to work even in our day, even in this moment, even in your life. It talks about rebirth through water. For us as Christians, we call that baptism. It's the sign or the symbol that one is entering into the Christian family officially. We call it a sacrament because we believe it to be a sacred moment when one has opportunity to connect with God forever. Yesterday, I had the privilege of participating in three different baptisms here at the church. And it was interesting how sometimes things in life just line up and there's a synchronicity to things that happen for us. In these particular cases, all three of these children are being raised and were brought to this church by someone other than their birth parents. Other adults who have stepped in, stepped in the gap to make sure that these children are Loved and supported and raised knowing that they are loved by adults, by a church, knowing that they are loved by God. These families realize there's something important going on for these children when they are being brought into not only a small family, that will be their family for the rest of their lives, but also being brought into a church family. And there's something going on, not just for the children, but the parents realize it too, that this is a special moment where they're opening themselves to God's love and grace being poured out 
upon the whole family. When we walk a family through that time of baptism, we give the congregation an opportunity to respond as well. This is what we are asked to commit when we are part of a baptism of a child. We say these words, with God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround these persons with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their service to others. We commit to pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. So not only is the child receiving the love of God symbolized through the water or the grace of God being poured out upon them, but it's a reminder for all of us that life at its best is a life that is filled with love and forgiveness. Don't you know that to be true in your family, in your business, in your social relationships that all of us from time to time need to experience a little extra grace and love and some forgiveness so that we're able to go on together. My experience is when love and forgiveness are not present, life gets ugly quickly. And people become so very destructive even to those with whom they are closest. All of us need to be a part of a community, part of relationships that are filled with love and forgiveness. In the last two verses we read in our passage today, we hear how God is helping make that happen. It says, this Holy Spirit is poured out on us richly, through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The writer shifts the emphasis from what's going on right now in terms of love and forgiveness that we might need in our own lives to an eternal horizon, to something that can happen that's even more holy than this life and that we can live with God forever. The birth stories about Jesus are not only a story about a child being born, but they point us toward an eternal horizon in terms of what God can do in our life and death and even our life beyond death. You know this to be true in your own experience, I bet. If you've ever been around someone having a baby, you know in a human birth, it's exciting at the moment. It's, as it's coming, it's exciting. But it's more than that. It brings, it brings with it hopes and dreams for the future. Unknown experiences that can happen for this child and for this family. And the hopes and dreams that the parents and grandparents and people surrounding this mother have for this baby who's being born. These birth stories, these stories about Jesus are both proclamation of what's happening now, but are also promise of what can happen in the future. 
The proclamation is that God loves us and God wants to come near to us so that we might know that divine love in all its fullness. But the promise says, in the future, we get to be with God forever. And it will be wonderful. I like to listen to piano music when I'm working at my desk. I almost always have somebody playing in the background. My favorite group now is this duo called the Piano Guys. Some of you may have heard of them. They've become fairly popular. It's a little bit curious, though, because when you see them, instead of two piano guys, one's playing the piano, the other one's playing a cello. What's up with that? They call themselves the Piano Guys, though. They have put together lots of music that become even more well-known now because they've done a whole series of videos. You can find them on YouTube. They've gone to mountaintops and played their music. They've gone to ocean fronts and played their music. They've brought these videographers with them. They fly over them. They get beautiful shots. They've gone to the seven wonders of the world and set up their piano and cello and played some music and had someone videotape it and then they share it with any who would like to watch and listen. So last week, I'm writing four sermons. It's harvest season for pastors. Christmas time is when everybody comes out. Thanks for being here. (laughs) I'm working on the sermon. I'm listening to the piano guys. I'm in the zone, if you know what I mean. And then all of a sudden... Somebody starts talking. The music stops and someone starts talking. I am annoyed. (laughs) But the voice says, it's been a really tough year for my wife and I. We lost our daughter Annie this year. And I clicked over to see who was talking on this YouTube video. And it was the pianist from the piano guys. He and his wife lost their young adult daughter in a tragic hiking accident. He said, it's brutal to lose somebody you love at any time of the year. But when you lose somebody close to Christmas, it's even worse Because everybody else is happy and everyone expects you to be happy and yet you're deep in the throes of grief that is hard to shake. And he said people rallied around them and surrounded them with a community of love and support and prayers. But he said it was such a struggle. And one day he was flipping through Facebook and he started listening to a song by a Christian artist He did not know. And before he even finished listening to it the first time, he calls to his wife, Michelle, and says, come in here, you have to hear this. And she comes in and he says, listen to this song. this, This artist is expressing exactly what I'm feeling in terms of going through this grief over Annie's loss. And they begin to listen to the song together. It talks about how difficult it is to lose somebody we love. And it talks about 
all the grief and how as you go through that first year and different kinds of anniversaries and birthdays and holidays like Christmas come up, all those memories erupt all the more and the grief is back. But then comes the chorus and with the chorus in this song comes the hope. The words say, you're with the Son of God. You're with the Prince of Peace. You're with the One we're celebrating. And that thought amazes me. The next verse goes on to say, Got your picture in a frame and a stocking with your name. Oh, God knows it's been hard letting go. And I can't bring you back. But I will see you again. And oh, oh, how healing is that thought to my soul. But the sweetest gift is knowing where you are. You're with the Son of God. Paul writes in our passage tonight, that God has appeared to us full of goodness and loving kindness. And with love and mercy, our God saves us and renews us. It is a story that transcends time and place. We sang earlier together tonight, for Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above while mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wondering love. O oh, morning stars together, proclaim this holy birth and praises sing to God our King and peace to all on earth. O oh, holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. Amen.